0: This is the Savage Hour Podcast. We take you inside the mind of fighters, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Don't miss an episode. Follow and subscribe. Today we are talking about weight cutting in sports. Um, I've got my student and professional fighter, Cooper Gibson with me. And we're gonna talk about experiences uh, that we both had with weight cutting. You know, I, I've been doing this for a long time now and I've been cutting weight as far back as I can remember. I mean, as, as early as junior high school when I was wrestling, starting there. and. Weight cutting has always been just something I've been used to, and you know, as I've gotten older, people see the transformations, and we tell them, "Hey, I got a fight coming up, and I've got to lose 15 pounds." I mean, probably the most common thing that somebody says to me is, "Goes, oh, I wish I could do that. Uh, tell me your secrets. Tell me how I can lose 15 pounds in in five days." And I always tell them, "Trust me, it's not what you think. It's not what you want. Weight cutting is, I don't know about you, but like for me, it, it's it's horrible. It's it's a necessary evil, but what it does on the body is so much more damaging, I think, than it does, does good. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a price to pay for each weight cut. And um, you can make it a little less miserable on yourself, but it's always gonna be hard. So you're never gonna have an easy weight cut if you're fighting at the highest level because everyone is cutting weight. And you have to be in the right weight class, in my opinion, to be successful.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, spot on, because here's, here's what, like people are like, oh, I wanna be the bigger and stronger guy because mm-hmm. when it comes down to inches, right, at the, at the elite level of sport, it's inches. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to a weight class, it, that inch could be a pound of strength, it could be, you know, just a little bit stronger. And you were talking life-changing um, differences that that'll make, becoming world champion and losing to the world champion. Yeah. You know, if he was just a little stronger, uh, if he was just a little bit bigger. And weight cutting, man, like, I, for me, I, I know personally, you know, people see these, see us, they see us on uh, on the scale, and they, you know, we're flexing and we're smiling. We look like these supermodels, but inside, that's not what's happening. We are we are hurting inside, and I know I know so many um, athletes that cut weight can attest to this. That when we're up there on that scale for, I mean, we're we're making weight literally for what, two minutes? Yeah. We had to cut weight, and then for these smaller shows, it's even harder because you have to cut weight all day long and then you have to get to the arena to do the weigh-ins, then you have to meet with doctors, then you have to do these rules meeting, and then they have to do ticket sales. And so, I mean, you're, you're, you need to cut all this weight off, you're dehydrating yourself, you're really putting yourself through hell to step on a scale for five seconds, but the process of it is sometimes up to three hours depending on how smooth things run. Um, for me personally, I know that I've had uh, two occasions in my, my professional professional career where I'm pretty sure I came close to dying both times mm-hmm. uh, the first time was when I was in the WEC and I was in Colorado I'd never cut weight at elevation before and crazy enough that that, that, that part that weight cut was caught on film during the documentary uh, occupation fighter and I kept falling down because my body couldn't hold itself anymore I'm sure you, you you've, you've experienced that um, I, I couldn't get words out of my mouth. I mean, I'm literally going from a body weight that was naturally 160 pounds. Now I'm dealing with the elevation that I'm at and I'm doing this massive weight cut and I'm getting down to about 140 pounds. And I think the last five pounds are always the ones that are, are testing on yourself. And then you get down to the last two pounds. The last two pounds from any weight, cl- any, any weight cut that I've done have always been the ones that are like testing me.
1: Because yeah. they
0: want to stick. And these two occasions that I thought getting those two pounds off were, was killing me. In fact, one of these occasions, the next one I'll talk about, was was real. I'm, I truly believe that I was close to, close to dying. And that's why they've changed weight cutting in sports, at least with like wrestling. You know, they do hydration tests now. They're starting to implement this stuff into um, uh, professional fighting now. That you have to be hydrated depending on the state that you're in. But the battle that puts on you mentally and physically, it's it's agonizing, it's agonizing. I, I know, this, that was the one occasion when I'm talking about when I was in Colorado and I had to deal with the elevation. I think that was a big part of it. Because I mean, I've done big weight cuts to 35s for a long time. Um, the second time, which was I think the worst, was when I was doing the combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds the first time. Sure. You know, uh, when we fight, a lot of people, uh, see us making this weight, we talk about this, but we have 24 hours to recover, right? So we we make the weight, a lot of us get IVs, we hydrate, we do all the stuff, we go eat, we can actually relax a little bit. But this time, for when I did Combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds, I had to make 135 pounds the same day of the event. And that was something I'd never done before. So I was doing tons of running, tons of extra things, just to keep my weight lower and lower and lower, because there was no way that I was gonna be able to perform and then be able to um, uh, cut the weight off. There's just I had no idea how I was gonna do it. So um, I got my weight as low as I could. I think I was walking around at probably 144 pounds. And I have never walked around that low before. I mean, I was skin and bones, just um, I was eating the bare minimum, uh, but I was keeping the nutrition up. Um, and I was running every day, making sure I was, I was burning pretty much twice the calories that I was taking in. And then came the weight cut. and the weight cut that day was—I don't even understand what went wrong. Yeah. But I remember getting out of the bathtub. So I, I do—I do weight cuts two different ways. Um, I don't know how you do it. Um, I do the sauna. Yeah. And then I will also do the the bathtub. Same. And in the bathtub, we can do—we can put Epsom salt. We can put we know—we cover ourselves in Abilene. We're basically sucking all the water out of us mm-hmm. uh, without using the expenditure of, of energy. And I remember getting out of the bathtub and I think the way I've broken it down is I can lose a pound to a pound and a quarter every 15 minutes with the with system. So if you're using it this way, you can lose a pound to a pound and a quarter every 15 minutes. So I mathematically break it down. How many baths am I gonna have to take? How many saunas am I gonna have to go in? And for this one, I timed it out. Everything was perfectly timed out. I've done this a million times. I've just never done it like that before same day. Yeah. And,
1: and that's if your body agrees with you and lets you. Sometimes, you know, it shuts down and be oh. like, I'm not letting you take any more water out of me.
0: Yeah, but people you don't know? even know what that means, right? Like, so when your body shuts down, it stops expelling water. Like, it knows something's wrong. And so, even though you're, you're, you're trying to get the water out, you could be uh, in a sauna, you could be in a bathtub, and your body just stops sweating because it needs to keep that water in for you to stay alive. Yeah. And, um, and actually, this is where I'm going with this. So, I've seen that happen with athletes across the board, it's never happened to me. And even this time, I was still sweating, but I remember when I got out of the bathtub, we had probably about an hour left before I had to get the weigh-ins. And I got up and something didn't feel right. And when I went to go step on the scale, my, I collapsed. I collapsed the floor in the, um, in the bathroom, collapsed the floor. Something was, was wrong and I couldn't extend up anymore. Both my kidneys had completely locked up on me. Mm-hmm. and I, it, if you've never experienced it, this is something that is it's just horrible. It feels like you have a, a serious muscle cramp in, in the back. And I couldn't, I was in the fetal position. And I can't extend, and I remember looking at my buddy going, what the fuck is happening? I can't get up. And um, when, it, when you've cut weight for so long, you can actually start feeling in your face and your body like if you're close to that weight. And I knew I wasn't there. I knew I had probably was about a pound to a pound and a half off, because when I get to 135 pounds, my face is completely just weathered and sucked in, you know that feeling where like yeah. the skin is just stuck to your bone, yeah. and I wasn't there yet, and so I'm laying on the floor, and it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic, what's going through my head, because I'm, I'm not even thinking about the damage, that, the fact that my kidneys are shut down shutting down, I mean, I'm thinking about like what's, what's my weight, how am I going to get this weight off, we must have laid there for. 30, 40 minutes trying to get up. Every time I'd get up, my kiddies would lock up on me. I'd fall back down and I couldn't get up. I couldn't get anything going. And I knew I was like, okay, I'm not on weight. There's no way I can go back in the bathtub because this is something really wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but I know it's really wrong. Yeah. And so um, I think it was about 10 minutes left before I had to get to weigh-ins and um, I started sucking on an ice cube. I sucked in an ice cube, I laid there for a little bit, my, my kidneys actually calmed down a little. And then I was, I was able to get on the scale, like picked myself up and got on the scale, and I was actually a quarter pound away from weight. And so when I stepped, I was like, oh shit, I'm way closer than I thought I was. And I remember saying, get me dressed, let's get the fuck away weigh-ins. Yeah. And so I was able to actually, it's weird how the mind and body works because as soon as that happened, my, my instinct of just survival kicked in, I guess, and I went. I got dressed and went straight to weigh I do. I use this little trick that I um, I suck on honey sticks, so I get sugar yeah. and um, and glucose back in me. Mm-hmm. And so I suck on a sugar stick, and it kept me energized yeah. and able to actually keep face when I was at weigh I went to weigh went through the whole process, um, uh, did all the signing stuff that I had to do. But I mean, I was dying on yeah. the inside. Yeah, it was able. To, to give me everything I needed to keep face, but I was completely dying on the inside. I knew I had an IV set up for me um, at my buddy's house. We went straight to his house to get an IV in. He had a nur- He had two two, uh, two nurses at his house, and I was just I couldn't wait to get the IV in me because I was passing out. Like yeah. you know, you know that where where your body is just giving up on you. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the IV in. My my veins had been so um, dry. Yeah, they couldn't get the IV in. We had three. Um, we had three needles. The first two completely blew the veins. They couldn't get it in. And the, the, the funny thing is, is that the nurses that we were using had never experienced a wick cut before. Yeah. So they were freaking out. They were like, I don't even know if we should be doing this. And on the third IV, they were able to get it in a vein. And um, we, I think I did two IV bags um, where I, I laid on the kitchen table like this. Yeah as the IV was going in me, because we had a limited amount of time too. I needed the IV to get in me, I needed to somehow get nutrients in me, and then be back at the venue in like two hours for a fight check-in before we started this, uh, this tournament. I, I was gonna have three fights that night. It was absolutely crazy. and I couldn't imagine
1: having same-day weigh-ins and fighting at 45, no. It's,
0: I will never, I could, I will never, I could, straight, I could, I will never do it, to- it again. Yeah. I'll never do it again. Now, somehow, like, I actually ended up rehydrating, getting back together, and I had probably one of the best performances of my competitive career. I ended up becoming um, the combat jiu world champion. I won the event. But truth is, if I wouldn't have won it, I don't believe it would have been worth it. Going yeah. through that pain, the struggle, what I was going through, it wouldn't have been worth it. And I, I know it sucks to say, but you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe it would have led to something else, maybe it would have. But what I put my body through I'll never do that to my body again.
1: Yeah, you only learn that the hard way though, you know? Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the lesson, right? It's, yeah. is, it's like a double-edged sword, because if you don't go through those hardships and those struggles, you'll never learn better ways of doing it, you know? That's, that's my worst story, I, I don't know about you, but what, um, how, how has your experiences been?
1: Uh, two way cuts kind of stick out for me. Um, when I fought for Bellator, uh, I had a you know, hard weight cut, never easy. Um, it was after so what, the weight. What, what do you walk around at? I walk around at 170.
0: 170, and what yeah. do you fight at? I fight at 145. Okay, so you cut 25 pounds.
1: Uh, yeah, through the diet and the water weight. I, I try, I do my best to get down to 160. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Depends how disciplined I've been and, and all that. Um, with Bellator, I think I started my water cut at 62 um, the night before weighs. Cut about seven, eight pounds at night. Went to sleep, cut around uh, seven, eight pounds or whatever I had left in the morning. Got the weight off uh, doing the baths at home. Weighed in, started rehydrating, uh, you know, doing your normal process, eating some fruit at first, just kind of open up the stomach, drinking your Pedialyte. Didn't have a IV that time. But it was not until later on in the day that I started like, realizing something was really off. I, I, I couldn't pee all day after having like a gallon of water. Um, so I started kind of freaking out. I looked in my eyes in the, in the mirror. My pupils are dilated. So I made the mistake of Googling what that was. So that's like a symptom, yeah, a symptom of uh, kidney failure is when you like, when you put all that water in your body, you, you still can't pee, you know, um, eyes dilating, my back hurt. And I started freaking out. I'm like, fuck man, what do I do? Who do I call? I didn't even want to call anyone. I don't want to like get told "Yeah, don't fight. Um, so I said, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep and we'll see what happens in the morning. I wake up, probably 3 a.m. took the longest piss of my life. And I was like, okay, I'm back to normal. But that was, uh, that was just one situation where I was just like, fuck, I may have done it. I may have done too much this time. I may have cut too much water too quick and um, Yeah, the hardest actual weight cut was, you know, 2013, um, fighting for King of the Cage against Henry uh, Corrales, Uh, had been on a win streak, so I was super confident, young, so I thought I could cut all the weight I needed, Um, woke up that morning, 163, and that's 18 and a half pounds, you know, 18 and a half pounds, I think I had 163.5, and um, we had to drive out to San Bernardino. So I'm, I'm cutting weight uh, in a sauna. I have an EMT with me. I hired this guy. Actually, he, he was at that event. Remember when Dom fought for pandemonium? And okay. there was an IV guy at the end, after? I don't remember that. I remember anyway, in the show. I, I hired him. So I have him there, so I'm extra overly like, confident. Like, ah, oh, this guy's with me. He's going to you know, IV me up, so I'm going to cut more water. And uh, I probably do m- multiple hours in a sauna trying to get this weight off. 20 30 minute sessions at a time and I remember getting to a point where I literally my vision was gone I couldn't see four feet in front of me like blurry my back was hurting and I it just it stopped coming off the weight the weight stopped stopped coming off at like 150 it seemed like and we kept pushing and pushing and trying to you know I've never I'd never missed weight before that so I was um, super stern on making that weight and you know, after that many hours in the sauna, we get to 146, I think. And I'm like, all right, let's just go. I'll I'll cut, I'll float the rest. And uh, I ended up weighing in at 145.4. And at that time, you didn't have like a pound allowance. Uh, So I missed weight for the first time. And we're, we're, we're back in the car in the parking lot. He's got two IVs, one hooked up to like the door. So it's like going into me. And this is like mid summer, right? And you know how hot it gets out in San Bernardino. Uh, I remember the room temperature IV uh, starting to go into, go into my body and I'm shivering. Like, like uncontrollably Ooh, shivering wow. because my body is at like, such a shock. But um,
0: yeah, man, that was not fun. And uh,
1: lesson learned though, you know?
0: Yeah, this, weight, weight cutting is just, I'm, I'm confident to say this and I think a lot of people will back me on it that when you do those kind of weight cuts, that takes time off your life. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just no way that that, that event doesn't. I mean, you, you are literally killing your body. Yeah. You're sucking out everything from it. and you know, And it sucks because I wish that in MMA, it was like boxing where you have more weight classes to where you don't have to kill yourself. Just, I mean, think about this. Yeah. In MMA, we've got some divisions that are 10 pounds away from each other and some that are even bigger. You know, you go from 170 to 185, there's a 15 pound disparity. You know, in boxing, you know, you've got weight classes every few pounds. And that way, I guess, I mean, there's more champions and, you know, it does, it does create some other problems, but most boxers don't cut that much weight. No. They go into the fight around their walking weight. You know, so a lot of MMA guys, pound for pound, are, are much bigger than boxers. Yeah. Um, but we're also killing ourselves with every weight cut. You know, and I know for me, I know the fact that like I'm retired from fighting MMA now, and one of the biggest things for me, I'm like, I'm so thankful that I never have to make that weight again. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, if if I were to say, hey, I'm gonna fight guys my size, hydrated, same thing at 145, maybe I would still be fighting, but the desire to get down to 135 pounds ever again, it it's just not there for me. Yeah, and I mean the the pain that it's it's put me through the. Um, the the bad recoveries that I've had. And here's the worst part. Most fighters gorge themselves after they cut the weight. You do all this to get your weight off and then you're stuffing your face. And then I've I've been sick after weight cuts because I've I've ate too much and I'm vomiting and there's just not enough um, uh, uh, guidance on how how to to properly rehydrate, how to properly put nutrients back in your body. And even if there were... Because they are out there, the resources are out there, but the problem is when you're making $1,000 a fight, you're not hiring a nutritionist, yeah. you're not doing any of that stuff, you're doing the best you can to guess. And if you have the people around you that are all guessing, everybody's just guessing. And so you have no idea what you're doing, so you're really going into a combative situation really undereducated.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and once you get to the UFC and people think that, oh, they're on, you see them on TV, you think that they've got all these things locked out. No. I mean, most guys in the UFC are still barely getting by, so they're not buying or paying for nutritionists and whole um, uh, 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 dietary counseling teams. I mean, you've got only the select guys like Conor McGregor, the guys on that top 2% that have a real, real fundamental team that builds yeah. them all around from nutrition to everything. I mean, you know, you come into like a room and you've got 50 guys training, 90% of those guys are just trying to get by day to day. And, and weight cutting, man, is hard. It's, you know, I try to work, I try, like for me as a coach, I try to do my best to educate my guys, especially our amateurs. It's like a horrible guidance system for them because they see us cut weight and they're like, oh, well, I'm gonna cut 10 pounds. No, you're an amateur, dude. Like, you don't need to cut any weight. If you want to fight at a lower weight class, let's diet, let's get you down, let's work out, and we'll get you at a lower weight class. You guys are literally weighing in at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon and fighting at six o'clock. Like, you don't need to cut weight. Don't do this to yourself this early out. You're gonna burn yourself out, you're gonna hate the process, and by the time it goes pro, you're already gonna be not wanting to do it. At least that's my opinion, what do you think?
1: I agree, and that level of um, risk Involved with head trauma is there as well. Sandy yeah. Wands. that's a that's actually that's water. actually a great
0: thing to bring yeah. up, right? Like, go ahead I'll let you go ahead. No, you
1: just you have less water in your brain to t- take shots. You know, your brain is just bouncing off off your skull. You know, without being hydrated, so you're definitely at a higher risk for for brain damage.
0: I mean, think about it. Your brain is is so many percent water. Yeah. Right. Like it's majority water. I, I, I'm blanking on the exact percentage, but it's it's majority water. And when you suck the water out of your body and you do not rehydrate properly, and I actually I saw a study that they said that even if you were to rehydrate properly, it's not going to go back to the brain. Yeah. In the in the twenty four hours that you need it.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're doing
0: something in less than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you can you can have all the skill in the gym, and have a bad weight cut or cut too much weight and be. A fraction of your best self yeah. on fight night, which will then kind of roll into your, you know, your career, and you'll have that mental, that mental kind of uh, flip or hesitance when it comes to, oh, can I, can I perform on fight night? Was it, was it the weight cut? Was it the jitters? You know, it'll kind of leave that question in your head if you don't know how to do it correctly. And know? then you got
0: the critics on top of that, right? Like they see that you have one bad performance because of a bad weight cut, mm-hmm. and then it's. Oh well, he has no chin, or he's yeah. done, and then you start you start dealing with those battle twos. Like, man, not do sure. I not have a chin? Like, I don't get it. And it's nothing to do with this. The fact it could just simply do with the fact that you cut too much weight. Yeah, you can't take it from from the blow.
1: Yeah, and that leads uh, that reminds me. Like that also will come from a lack of confidence. You know, some guys will be like, oh, I need to. It'd be like me saying, I need to fight at one thirty-five. <laughs> you know, because I'm not doing great at forty-five, or I've I have lost one, or you know. Uh, it comes, if you're doing it out of fear, I believe it's the wrong, like you're already kind of fucked, you know what I mean? Um, you have to check your motives, you have to ask yourself honestly why you're, you're, you're trying to choose the weight class that you're in. Are you, are you There's a fine line between being the biggest guy and then, you know, destroying your body come fight night, um, trying to be that top guy. Um, yeah. Sometimes you got to figure it out as you go the hard way, you know,
0: yeah, but I think that's that's with a lot of it You know what I mean? Yeah, but um Yeah, weight cutting to me is is it's Been brutal For all the years that I've done it like yeah. there's only been a few weight cuts and I'm like wow that was Pretty easy. Yeah, and I mean I'm always evolving. There's always new ways of learning But I, I think that that confidence that you're talking about like people drop weight classes all the time because they think that that's the reason.
1: Yeah. Those people, in my opinion, aren't willing to, to really take a look at what the issue is. Yeah. You know, or change certain behaviors. They just want it. It's like fitting a square in like a circle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, They're they want the quick the fix. Yeah, and I get that too. But, you know, if unless you address what the issues are, you're not going to really make any progression. Yeah, um, but that's also, kind, that's what kind
0: what of like a very big statement in general, right? Yeah, like, it, like that's, it's very Like broad. a lot of people, yeah, like, but yeah. that's, that's a, it's a good topic because mm-hmm. people that don't want to address the actual issue, they're just gonna cover it and look for solutions. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you else do like, you know that saying like, you know, you take a take a piece of shit and you you, you paint it. Yeah,
1: it's still a piece of shit. It's good. still a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah,
0: yeah man. Um, what advice would you have for people on cutting weight? Uh,
1: my advice would be listening to your coaches and and training partners who've cut weight many many times. Um,
0: But what if they don't have those people?
1: If you don't have those people, you need to do your research. You need to definitely do your research. You shouldn't be cutting more than 10 pounds of water at most, even if you have 20, you know, and that's if you're a pro. If you're an amateur, five or less. Tops. Um, But if you're you're a pro, you're definitely going to want to be in the right weight class. So cutting weight is going to be a part of it. And if you don't have people to, to reach out and give you that information, um, there are people online. Mike Dolce had his thing for a little bit. Um, there are some people you can hire too. I I suggest you pay a little bit money, you know, because your long term health is more important than you know this short term gratification. So reaching out to people like um, what's that program in Florida that we use?
0: Perfecting athletes.
1: Perfecting athletes. Uh, They they do a really good job with a lot of UFC fighters as well. I've definitely picked up a a lot of things from them. And uh, doing a test, you can even do a test cut at home. You know, you can do a test cut before, uh, I wouldn't do it within a month of when you actually compete, but doing a test cut at home, uh, learning how much weight your body can lose in a certain amount of time, getting the whole routine down, doing the bathtub to the cocoon with the towels, learning all those tricks, you know? Uh, Definitely, and then seeing how you feel the day after, and you know, go go in the gym and trains. You know, maybe don't get hit in the head, but (laughs) see how your body reacts to it before it's um, crunch time. You know what I mean?
0: I think for me, a big thing is that if you guys do want to do something where it requires weight cutting, do the work. You know what I mean? Don't let the weight cut be what's last. It should be a process, right? So if you have a certain weight class you want to get to, you should be working towards that the entire time. Yeah. You know, you should be putting in the work, you should be putting in the miles, you should be putting in the diet. Because a lot of the times people say, oh, well, this is the way that I eat. Well, if you want to be at a certain weight class, you need to adjust the way you eat. Yeah. You know, and like for fighting and what we do, it's a sacrifice, right? You have to sacrifice the, the foods that you want for that goal of making the weight. So here's the deal, if you want that pizza, that means the weight cut's gonna be hard. That means you are not addressing the underlying issue, Mm -hmm. right, it's not the weight cut, it's what you're doing prior to. So you can do things where you can go to bed earlier, you don't have to stay up all night doing these things, you can get more rest, you can get more sleep, you can drink more water, you can watch what you're putting in your mouth, you can do the test cuts, you can do these things that are gonna see, okay, if I do this, how does my body react? That's how you can put this in process. But if you skip out on the process, you're only gonna make it harder for yourself and you're gonna ruin the longevity of not only your health but being able to stay active in the sport. Cutting weight is horrible on any level. Yeah. And it's not it, the, the, the breakdown that it does to your body. I, in my opinion, if you want to cut weight properly, you have to do the work prior to. Find people you can study from. Mm-hmm. Find people that you can take information from. Go and do your own research. Don't only rely on people that are giving you information because maybe they've done things like wrong the whole time. So you, you you wanna piece things together. At the end of the day, it's your body. So you're gonna have to go and do the work, you're gonna have to do the research, and you have to find what works for you because what works for me might not be good for you. Mm-hmm. I know people say, oh, I don't like the, don't like the bath, okay? Yeah. I like the sauna, cool. I have other people that like to be active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you have to find what works for you and it's gonna evolve. Like what you do one day, Two years later, it might be different that day. So find what works for you. Don't let yourself wait to the last minute and cut all only water. You're yeah. only gonna hurt yourself.
1: Done it, and it, you know, I regret it for sure. Uh, me too. Definitely could have won, one that I did.
0: <laughs> you know. So the thing is, is I wanted to talk about weight cutting because it's such a, it's it's such an important topic that doesn't get discussed enough. You know, and people think that we just, we go out there and we look, we look good on camera. Like, oh, I wanna have, I wanna look like that. I, when I see somebody that shredded on TV, I'm like, man, that shit sucks. Yeah. You know, you see these bodybuilders that are doing like these physique things and they're like, oh, I wanna look like that. No, you don't. Yeah. You trust me, you do not wanna look like that because what it, the pain that it takes to get there for that moment, that's all it is is a moment. I mean, look, if we took our shirts off right now, we would not look like what we look like on a scale for fight night. You don't want to, you want to be healthy. You want to be able to eat things. And here's the other thing when it comes down to dieting, I'm going to leave it on this. You still want to enjoy life. You don't want to just cut out all the things that make food enjoyable. You don't want to do these things where you're just walking around eating uh, sunflower seed and chicken breasts with nothing on them for the rest of your life. That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. That's not life. Like enjoying life. I want to be able to go out and have dinner with my friends. I want to be able to get together and enjoy food. Mm -hmm. It's part of like the breaking bread and enjoying life. But you got to understand that it's in, it's in um, uh, moderation, right? We got to learn how to be conscious of what we have around us food-wise and we got to be conscious of what goes in our mouth. And we got to be also severely conscious of what we're doing exercise-wise. So it's it's important to take all those factors into play um, when it comes to cutting weight. Uh, anything else? Uh, you just have to be
1: you have to be obsessed with getting better and doing the research. I've spent hours online trying to f- figure out what you know how how can I be better? How can I be more effective with my weight cut? And then trying it. So it's just trial and error, research, being obsessed with being with being better. And being willing to be uncomfortable, like we were we were talking about earlier, that discipline. Um, if you're if you're if you're trying to be the best and you're obsessed with becoming better, then you're willing to be uncomfortable. It doesn't work otherwise. You have to have one to have the other. So just, I just be obsessed, completely obsessed, and um, and also be honest with yourself about things that aren't working. You know. And being willing to let go of certain things. You know, If your problem is soda, then s- stop avoiding that. Stop trying to make that work. You know. Stop trying to <laughs> keep drinking soda.
0: But I, I think that's what I'm like, well, but I like that. Well, then you're not gonna change. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, gotta, you gotta break that comfort zone. That's it. All right, well cool, thanks Coop. I hope this, uh, this helped and gave you guys some insight on how weight cutting really is. Uh, because the, because the truth behind weight cutting is so much different than what people see it on the surface as. Hey guys, if you like this episode, follow the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel.